stay right there as we have chosen God and we have chosen all that God has for us and we have chosen <clears throat> to allow him to be Lord of our life. Lord, we have grasped him to be our savior, but when he becomes your Lord, that changes everything. Everything. Because if he's Lord of your life, you have just said, I'm choosing victory in every area of my life. So this month, the Lord said, teach him on one of these great gifts that I've given him, and that is to forgive. Mm-hmm. Two gifts God gives. He, one, one, one of the greatest gifts he gives, the Bible says, is love. Faith and hope remain. The greatest is what? Love. I'm going to talk about some power now. How many of you like power? Amen. I want to talk to you about power. And, and see, we don't really understand how much power there is in forgiving. Now, now, if God has put you in a position to forgive, that means he has put you in a position of power. When you release the forgiving power, it changes everything. So this month, we're going to talk about learning how to forgive. All right. So our theme scriptures on the wall. How many of you know you need help in forgiving? Now, now, only a few hands went up. Now, how many of you know you need help in forgiving? Yes, we do. We need help. But God says this, I'm a very present help in the time of need. So we need to admit we need God's help. All right. Let's rest to our feet. Let's read this word together. <clears throat> Let's go. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Amen. And now I want to talk to you just a couple of verses I'm, we're going to look at this morning. First one's coming from Luke 23, verse 34. We read that last week. We're going to read it again this week. Amen. <laughs> You there? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity in which you have called us to your table that we may eat. We thank you for your prophetic anointing to come and speak to us right where we are. We know, God, that you are real. We know that you love us, and we know that you have us in the palm of your hand. You are our Lord and our God, and we thank you for choosing us. And we admit, God, we are make you our choice. But help us so that we could be all that you've called us to be. And, Lord, now, as your servant, Lord, I just ask that you would humble me, that you would crush the spirit of Felix, that your spirit may be exalted on high today, that you would come and speak and preach to us, teaching us to be all that you've called us to be, that we would be changed to fall deeper in love with you. 
give us the ear to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. I surrender now, Lord God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. One verse, verse 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Let's read it together. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Amen. Now turn to Matthew chapter 6. Verse 14. Amen. David, start at verse 8. Amen. Here we go. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. I got to pause right there. God knows what you need before you ask him. God knows what you need before you ask him. Okay? So if he knows already... That means you don't have to continue to ask him because he knew before you even asked him. Amen? In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, how will it be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not and do not and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us but deliver us but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen verse 14 for if you give if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's deep. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your heavenly father forgive you i want to give you some instructions this morning on today's topic release forgiveness mm -hmm. release forgiveness look at your neighbor and tell him let it go <laughs> amen you may be seated <laughs> in the presence of the lord i want to um, share with you this, this powerful um, teaching that Jesus gives. Uh, I've, 
first gave you a glimpse of what was happening at the cross um, when Jesus was on the cross and those who had lied on him, those who had spit on him, those who had rejected him, those who had abandoned him, those who had beaten him, those who was coming to pierce him, those who had put a crown of thorns on his head, those who had nailed his hands to the cross, those who had nailed his feet to the cross are standing there before him and had done all of that to him. And he says, Father, forgive them. He, he, he releases into the atmosphere um, the power of God being demonstrated from a point of humility whereby he could have destroyed them, but yet he chose to forgive them, thereby releasing some power into the atmosphere so that people would have a right to be saved. If Jesus did not utter those words, um, then there would not be no harmony to connect to God's plan. But God's plan was to bring man back to him and defeat the enemy at all he was out to do because the war is not against flesh and blood. I know some people have done you wrong. They have hurt you. They have lied to you. They have turned their backs on you. They have um, plotted against you. Some folks have even lied on you. But God allowed that to happen so that you can release power into their life. And sometimes we don't understand the power of forgiveness. But today I pray that the Holy Spirit would help me as he's given it to me um, to help us to realize how much power there is in just the little word forgive. That word is a word that sets not only the ones free um, from doing wrong, but it actually sets you free. Do you realize when you do not forgive, you harbor a thought of wrong in your soulish realm whereby you put yourself in a place of disappointment and you hold your own self behind bars locked up and even to make yourself even more miserable because you have not released power into the atmosphere you sit back and you think about what went wrong to the point that you become angry and sad and disappointment and discouraged and you sit there in a state of, of nothingness because you are so caught up on what happened that you can't recognize what is happening. God didn't happen. God is happening. God is working on something at all times. He is moving, functioning, breathing. He is moving everywhere at all times. God is moving. And if we get stuck on what happened then we, and, and allow something that happened to us to hold us, then we miss the whole movement of God. We cannot re receive or achieve the things of God if we are still focused on harboring something that went wrong with us. I talked to you last week about the life of Joseph and the reason why Joseph was so awesome. And as I looked at, and studied his life, the reason why God was so Joseph was so awesomely used by God is because Joseph never complained about what was what went wrong with him. Everybody that did him wrong, the Bible teaches that he never said a mumbling word against any of them. Has anybody ever done you wrong before? 
Uh -huh. I believe, I would believe that when we were done wrong, because we did not have this wisdom, we talked about what they did to us. Mm -hmm. And we, we blame them for what happened to us. But the, the Bible teaches that, that this war is not against flesh and blood. That everybody in here, all have fallen and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us have sinned in here before. Every one of us have done somebody wrong before. Every one of us has told a lie before. But because of God's grace and his forgiving power, we have been brought back to God, reconciled to God as children of God and sons of God so that we can become what he called us to become. Well, preacher, what is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because God did not save you so that you could walk around and say that you're a Christian. He did not save you so that you can um, talk about other folks who are not where you are in him. He did not save you so that you could brag about how many sins that he has saved you from. He did not save you so that you could judge somebody else's sin. He saved you so that you can fulfill the purpose. What purpose? Genesis 1.26. What purpose did God have for me? Genesis 1.26. What purpose did God have for you? Genesis 1.26. Why did God bring you here is the purpose that God has for you. Then God said in Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our, let us make man in our, so then he's having a conversation because he says, let us. And the conversation is between him and the heavenly host, him, Christ Jesus, and the spirit of God. They have a conversation because they said, let them make them in the image of us. And the image of God is the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So then he says, let us make man in the image of us. And the image speaks to a reflection. So that when others see you, they ought to see a reflection of God. If you were wondering what your purpose was, your purpose is to be a reflection of who God is dwelling inside of you. Amen. Well, if that's the case and God forgave you, then people should see forgiveness coming from you. Uh, they shouldn't hear about what you did wrong. Huh? They shouldn't hear about what they did wrong. They should hear about how forgiven they are. Huh? When you forgive somebody, have, you, have God ever woke you up and said, you remember you did this, 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 and this? No, God don't tell you what you did wrong. God keeps showing you a picture of who he is because he wants to remind you of the purpose that he has called for you to be a picture of who he is. According now, you're to be a reflection of God according to what? His likeness. So now you're a reflection of the likeness. What does the likeness represent? The very character of God. Well, God is a God of love. We can, how many of you believe he's a God of love? <laughs> He's a God of love. And sometimes we want to love when we feel like it. Huh? See, loving is not about feeling. 
Loving is action. You're supposed to love no matter what. For God so loved the world that he gave, right? And so, and whoever believeth in God should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. And then he sends his son and he preaches to us from the cross. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Meaning that we ought to forgive. Now, I, I looked up the word forgive, and Webster defines forgiveness to us. And so how many of you know how to forgive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was to ask you, I, I'm pretty sure I could get some good explanations in here. But it is impossible for you to forgive by yourself. It takes the spirit of God operating in you for true forgiveness. Or you will say you will forgive, but because there's no true forgiveness, your actions do not line up with what you say. But when you have true forgiveness, that is the spirit of God working in you. That means when you want to follow what your mind says, your spirit will have you act in a way of God, which you will just show that you have forgiven even when you don't feel like forgiven. Thereby, it becomes not up to you, but up to God. Isn't it something that we would put so much strain on people? For them to forgive. But it's not a people thing. It's a spirit thing. So then preacher. Then how do we forgive? First thing you need to understand. Is what forgiveness is. When you forgive someone. That is releasing them. From a debt. That they would never be able to repay. Say it. Releasing them. From a debt, they could never repay. That's what Jesus did for you. The sins that you have done against God, when Jesus died on the cross, it released forgiveness on a debt that you would never be able to repay. All your sins... You know the secret stuff that you and Jesus know about? Don't nobody else want to know about? See, he knows all of our secret sins. And he released you from them. What does that mean? He separated you from the sin itself so that the sin is no longer attached to you and you are forgiven. You are pardoned. From something you couldn't repay anyway. So why would we hold someone in debt for something they can never repay? Because if they hurt you emotionally, if they hurt you physically, no matter what they do to try to make it up, it would never be repaid. So you release them. Go ahead and say, help me, Lord. Because releasing 
speaks to you holding something. And until you let it go, you are holding on to something that is hurting you. Come here for a minute, Pastor Lee. So then let me give you a picture. If he does something to hurt me and I haven't released it, that means I'm responsible because I'm holding on to it. And until I release it, the thing that hurt me will continue hurting me. He may have done it, but it was me who held on to it. Oh, goodness. You have to understand, in order to truly forgive, you are releasing, which means if it hurts you, in order to stop hurting, you have to forgive. Amen. And we hold ourselves hurting year after year and month after month because we haven't released what was hurting us. But the moment you hold on to something, but the moment you let go, it's no longer attached to you. And healing can come in and heal the area. That was hurting you. But if you don't release it, you are holding on to hurt as long as you don't forgive. I want to I want to talk to the people who are ready to let go of all the things that have been hurting them. And so we we take hurt. Into relationship. After relationship. And I'm not talking about has to be a romantic relationship. You take and you don't forgive. And you take the hurt and it passes into your children. And they're wondering why they're going through emotional stuff. But because you won't let go of something that happened in 1934. You have made a conscious choice of not letting go. You know, when you hold on to hurt, if I was holding on to hurt and God was giving me healing, how could I receive it? Because my hands are full. In order to receive all God has for you. You're going to have to let go of what's hurting you. Amen. So you could have what heals you. How do we do that, preacher? We're going we're gonna to get this. Is, this. is this helping anybody? Amen. I want you to know that your mind, as smart as you think you are, as long as you let that joker work, it will lead you down the wrong path. Amen. You know, a lot of us tend to think, well, you don't know what happened to me. I have a right to be mad. Okay, you have a right to be mad. But he made you righteous to be happy. 
So are you going to stick to your right and be mad? Or are you going to be righteous and be happy? How many of you want to be mad and how many of you want to be? I want to talk to the happy people. A lot of times we are one decision away from happiness. One decision. If you can forgive and let it go. You you can operate in the righteousness of God. You said, well. But they did, but he did, but she did. Always blaming somebody. Good at the blame game. But when you start accusing, you are working for the devil. And as long as you have one finger pointed at them, there are three pointed at you. See, God designed a system. And his system works. Right. Point one at somebody else. Three come back to you, reminding you the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. So then you bring it back together. So so understanding how do how do I forgive? preacher? I, I need help with forgiveness. I really need help. Well, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible teaches us in 18. Um, I, I believe it's Matthew chapter 18. David um, verse number. Let me see. Matthew 18. Yeah, verse number 21. So the Bible teaches this because we think, we think, we know all, it, all there is of what people shouldn't and shouldn't do, should and should not do. We can good, we're good at helping others do that. But when you make decisions, when you make choices, you want to be forgiven if it's not the right one. Huh? I want to talk to the people who have made a wrong choice before. Huh? Talk back to me. Come on. Give God a praise. Give God, give God a praise. Come on. Give him a praise. Talk back to me. <clears throat> okay, so, so, <clears throat> so then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Now, now Jesus said, Peter comes and says, he said, I need some instructions here. So if somebody sins against me, how often should I forgive him? Because I know we'll say, I forgave you last time and you did it. I'm forgiving you no more. Well, that's you. But you don't belong to you. You belong to him. How many of you love the Lord? So then he gives us some instruction. Watch this. He says to Peter, up to seven times. Wait a minute. You mean... Okay, if they do me wrong once, I, I, let, I'm just getting Peter's head for a minute. You know how we do it? If they forgive, if, okay, if you do me wrong once, I, I'm going to keep track. Oh, that's three. I got them now. Look, the, for four, I'm watching. And then you know what? We watch and look for a mess up. What kind of sense does that make? How come we can't thank God for deliverance? Before they get delivered. Just begin to thank God that he won't allow them to mess up again. Instead of looking and looking and looking. I'm going to see if you're going to mess up. You're looking for trouble. If you look for trouble, you're going to find trouble. But if you look for the goodness of the Lord. 
and you'll seek the Lord while he may be found. Then you can just be still and see the salvation of the Lord in your situation. God will keep everything intact if you're looking for him. Then Peter came and him said, and Jesus said, up to seven times. And I believe, I believe this, I, in my spiritual imagination, I believe that Jesus got in Peter's head because he knew he was human. And said, wait a minute, this joke is already thinking, well, I got, I don't, he only gets seven with me. So then Jesus went further. Let's go. Verse 22. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times. Because Peter, listen, he knew what Peter was thinking. Have you, I want to just be real with me. Haven't you thought like that before? If he, well, I'm going to forgive him this time. But if he messed up again, see, you, 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 and see, if you could count it. But Jesus says, this, he says, I say to you, up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. In the King James Version, say, in a day. Uh, oh, oh, uh, 70 times 7, 490. Can you count that many sins in a day? In other words, he said, don't even worry about counting. Just believe that they'll stop messing up. If you can believe it, I'll achieve it by you believing it. So. He goes on. He, he goes on, and we're not going to go, go any further than that, but he goes on teaching. I want you to read it in, in your spare time. In, in chapter 18, he goes on teaching about the instruction. He says that um, there was a man, and the man was the master, and, and he messed up. And he came to, and he laid down before the Lord, and he said, uh, forgive me. You know, I'm in debt to you. And the Lord said, oh, you're forgiven. And the Lord blessed him. And then the same man. He got servants later on and his servants came in debt to him and he said, oh, forgive me. And he said, no, I'm not forgiving you. And he threw him in the prison. And then the Lord came back and said, oh, is that how you do? You want my forgiveness, but you won't forgive. He says, then he threw him into prison where he would be tormented. So that brings us back to the scripture that we must forgive. So that we could be forgiven. Because by the same measure that you forgive. that's If you can't forgive others. God cannot forgive you. You must forgive. Go ahead and shout I forgive. So then how do we do it? Well. Matthew 16 24. We're going to go to a couple of verses. And we're going home. Matthew 16 24. Because we're going to see how we forgive. Because there's a problem. And the problem, the, the problem is not the other person. Because if you do right by God, he'll fix what's wrong for you. And see, we always want to keep God on a time schedule. Want God to fix it quick, fast, and in a hurry. But God works in a perfected time schedule. So that when he fixes it, it will never mess up again. Amen. And a lot of times when he's allowed something to hurt you, it's so that he can build you in an area that he wants to build you. Amen. Oh, goodness. 
And so then we got to stop blaming somebody when they do wrong. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me. Now, how many of you desire to follow the Lord? No, I just want to talk to you for real people. Want, want the Lord. You want Jesus. You want a good relationship with Jesus. Come on, lift up your hand. I want, I want a relationship with the Lord. He says, if anyone desires that, let him do what? So the first thing is to realize that you're the problem. Listen. When, when anything happens, it is, listen, when you position yourself to follow the word of God, that means de- deny yourself, deny your feeling. They done this to me. No, they didn't. They did it to Christ who dwells in you. You don't belong to you anymore. So then if you don't belong to you anymore and you belong to Christ, stop releasing you and start releasing him. It's hard to release something inside of you if you are always out in front of it. Come here for a minute, Pastor. Because if the power of God is in you, but you are on front street, Talking about, oh, you did this and you did that. Well, the power of God that is in you cannot be released because there's too much of you out in front of the power. So in order to release it, I was always told if there's a dam, in order for the water to flow, you got to break the dam. So either you're going to bow down or God is going to break you down. Oh, goodness. Oh, And if you want to stand there and be you and God has chosen you that he can live through you, God will bend you and break you. And when you fall down, it releases the power of God to then flow. But the power of God cannot flow as long as you're standing in front trying to run the show. It is not your show. This is a God thing, and you're going to have to let God be who he is in your life. Yeah, great job. That's good. So just say, it's not about me. Now, the, the good news is, when you fall in love with God, you make it about him. Amen. When you're still crying about you, it's okay. Keep getting the word. Because God is creating a relationship with you through your hurts, through your pains. So that you can be who he called you to be. Sometimes we want to stay stuck in our secret sins. God said, I saved you to make you righteous. The good news is, God knows how to get what needs to be done, done. So he says, either... We're going to deny ourselves or we're going to deny ourselves. 
One of the two. <laughs> Let him deny himself. And, what, and then what? Take up the cross. Now, now, now Jesus is saying there, he's saying, I'm showing you an example of what forgiveness looks like. That's your cross. Take that cross. See, we want to wear the little shiny cross. We go in Macy's and pick us out one that costs $450 and wear it just as proud and do everything you want to do but don't have no reflection of who Christ is. And if God allowed trouble to hit you, he says, now let me show everybody who's watching your life what true forgiveness looks like. Amen. Because there's some people watching your life. And when they see how you forgive, then they'll come to the God that you know so that they can receive forgiveness. So God is using you and your life to usher other people to Christ. Don't be mad at what they did. Be glad that you have an opportunity to release forgiveness. Now get this, forgiveness is already in you. It's not something you have to think up. And that's the problem. A lot of us want to try to study forgiveness in a way of the humanness. But forgiveness is, comes from a spiritual gifting of God. It is one of his character attributes. Amen. Why? Because he forgave you. Say I'm forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. So when you realize how forgiven you are, you can release that same forgiveness to others. Releasing forgiveness is not a choice. It's a mandate. You must forgive because if you're operating in unforgiveness that means you are unforgiven when I began to look at this teaching I began to pray different I began to ask God to help me forgive every day in other words, if somebody offends me, I've already prayed for forgiveness to be there Amen. so that the offense never reaches me. Amen. When we understand the power of forgiveness, mm -hmm. it keeps you in the peace of God. Yes. So, so, so understand, say it's in me. It's in, it's me. in, me. in Colossians 1.27, I, I want to give you two verses one is quoted often. In Colossians 1.27, it, it explains what's in you. So this is what God wanted to make known to you. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentile. What mystery was it? It was Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Thereby you release what? Christ in you to give the one who offended you hope. Amen. Oh. <laughs> now look, when you mess up, you hope God forgave you. I, I remember, could I just be real with you guys? I remember one time God was telling me, stop getting high. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to stop getting high. And I went and I got high again. And this time I got so high, I got scared. And I said, God, if you let me come down from this high this time, I'll never get high again. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> a couple of, couple of you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes God said, I'll give you so much of what you like that you won't want no more of it ever again. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I got so high that time. I prayed. I said, God, if you don't never let me, if you let me come down, I'll never get this. I haven't been high since. God, <laughs> see, sometimes God will give you everything that you like so that you won't want no more of it. He said, Which is Christ in you, the hope. I hoped that God would bring me down. I hoped that God would save me. He, he says, the hope that you have release forgiveness upon someone else so they can have the same hope. When people mess up, they hope you forgive them. When you mess up, you hope God forgives you. And so we, now that Christ is in us, we can release that hope. And our actions should say we forgive. If you're still bringing it up, then maybe you haven't forgiven. It's over. It happened, but God is happening. Either you're going to stay in the past on what happened, or you're going to move with God on what's happening. God has so much for you that is happening, and you haven't got it because you're still stuck on what happened. God don't want you stuck. He wants you to follow him. Amen. So then, the last thing I'm going to tell you is release it. I don't know what it is and what you've been laboring on in the area of forgiveness. But there's no way for God to fill you if you're full of unforgiveness. That's why he said, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So the question becomes, are you going to fill your cup or are you going to let God fill your cup? When you let go and you just forgive, then you can receive all that God has for you. How many of you are ready to receive it? Come on, give him a praise. So, be ready. Ready for what? To forgive. I'm just going to forgive. What what does that mean? I'm going to release them from a debt they could never repay. And then I'm going to let God heal me. And as God heals me, I'm going to be better for everybody else including the one that hurt me. That's how it works. Because when Jesus released forgiveness, 
it brought all of us unto the Lord to receive forgiveness. So when you release forgiveness, you can bring your whole families unto the Lord to receive forgiveness. This is more than about you. God is using you to bring all your family members, all your friends into a relationship to receive his forgiveness. Are you willing to release it even though it hurts? That's why you should release it because it hurts and you don't want to hurt anymore. Give God a hand of praise.